Welcome to Multiclass Theater 4 on Stranger Tides. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and an ever-expanding cast. That's a feature, not a bug. Now settle in and enjoy the show. Last time, we found our heroes in a tense standoff between the residents of a small desert outpost and one Devi von Bastard, Rotan's sister. Buck brokered a peace between the alleged witch and the reptilian Monty Python character seeking to burn her that lasted long enough for her to join the party and for the whole group to get the hell out of town. As Rotan and Devi caught up with each other, she revealed that she too had had the same odd dream telling her to charge the shard. Unlike Mist, Rotan, and Desmond, however, Devi had no allegiance to any entity that might seek to guide her. But she did caution the party that the Cetian deity Kassir is all about that cleansing fire. Before long, the party came upon a bizarre sight. A sailing ship stranded in the middle of the desert. Desmond, drawn to the ship, traced the letters upon its nameplate. Caliban. And that's where we find him on Multiclass Theater. The group of you stand before this crumbling hulk of a ship which has appeared in the middle of a desert. The wind in the sand blows around you. Desmond, you've just discovered that the name of the ship is the Caliban, a ship you know all too well. On the hull in front of you, or in the hull in front of you, is a gaping hole. You cannot see far into the darkness beyond it as it's half filled with sand and the ship is at such an angle that it prevents you from seeing any more unless you are willing to go inside. Well, shit. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, uh, well, this is, um, this doesn't make any sense. Buck, you don't remember there being, um, uh, a time when perhaps this desert was once, um, an ocean of some kind or, or a large, uh, body of water, um... That's probably gonna have to be a history check, yeah? Sure. Uh, it's a whopping five. So, Buck is gonna look at the ship and then slowly look back at Desmond. You know, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think this is a new one. I mean, I guess maybe eons ago, but uh, <laughs> not to my knowledge. Hmm. Perhaps um, uh, it's a uh, it was a uh, perhaps there's more than one ship called the Caliban, and maybe it's a common name. Uh, Winley would also like to do a history check, as um, sure around these parts, she is familiar. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty-five. Winley, to your knowledge, and you're fairly certain, close to 100% certain, that this area has never been an ocean or a sea. Desi, um, I promise you that this has never been a body of water. At all. I would really 
stake my life on it. Well, I have no idea how this ship got here at all. Huh. Well, uh, perhaps um, there will be uh, more uh, answers that lie within. Um, should we investigate? Can the ship fly? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a guess. I would say magic was involved. Well, I, I would certainly hope so. Uh, not, not to be rude. You're you're old, but I don't think your ships in the desert old. How do you recognize a ship? Yeah, but, um, this, right? Um, Buck, I already feel like we're we're so close. Like we we're, we're such good friends, and you're a member of this group that I forget you were not with us in the castle that was in the last uh, season. I would also like to know what's going on. Oh, right. That's right. You too. Yes. There's so many new people. Well, as a uh, recap, um, I have lost all my memories. I was marooned on the island or put there by some means um, for quite some time. And I've come to find out that the ship that brought me there was a ship called the Caliban. We found a model um, ship that was, that was similar to the... It looks similar to this, Diana? Yeah. No, it looked, yes, exactly similar. Exactly similar to this. Uh, um, and it triggered these, these memories. Yes. Yes, and it sang Which, a little this, song as well. Yes. Yes, that's right. What was the nature of that song? To be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> it was so long ago. I think, Diane, I, we were supposed to, like... We were supposed to write one. I kind of started kicking one around, but it hasn't gotten that far. Uh, what What did it say again? It was just... It was basically the, whatever this world's version of the Ballad of the Edmund Fisher. Right. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> oh, right. I have notes, actually. Played on a mandolin instead of a mm-hmm. 12-string guitar. <laughs> Whatever he used. Yeah. I'm still a little confused. Um, you were abandoned on an island, or cra- shipwrecked, you said, right? That was how long ago? Oh, that's the thing. I don't I don't quite recall. Um, there we go. Find a model ship in Starge's office. Ship is a model of the Caliban. Ship that Maroon does... Uh, the Caliban is part of an old song, sings the tale of the wreck of the Caliban. It was lost at sea. All the crew died. Only one survived. It was a little girl that survived, right? Right, right. It was a little girl that survived, yes. So, uh, just to clarify, marooned or shipwrecked? Um, that part I, I don't remember, but um, I, I know that this ship had something to do with my being on the island. Whether it was... Uh, I don't believe it was wrecked. I think I would remember there being a ship there, but um, uh, marooned, placed there, uh, brought of my own accord, perhaps. I don't... Well, I'm going to use my powers of deduction and my 18 intelligence to say if it was shipwrecked there, it would not be shipwrecked here. Yes. So you were probably marooned, right? Probably. Yeah. And then the ship, you know, flew into a desert and crashed here, apparently. Yes. Oh, so, could ships fly? Oh, airships, Gruber. Oh, there are airships. There are. Oh, Oh, another good point of clarification. Was the Caliban that you were on an airship? That I don't remember. I I, I feel like I would remember flying through the sky, but, um, 
You have a very nautical theme about you. I imagine you were on the water. Uh, well, yes, I mean, that comes mostly from being on the island, surrounded by the water, but it's uh, oh, the nature I of the ship. Yes. I kind went of made native. it a part okay. of my personality, yes. Shells and all that. I have a water elemental that I summon. That was a from post a mar- Oh, a water elemental. That sounds fun. Yes, he's very friendly. You see, our poor Desi has a bit of a Swiss cheese brain. There are parts that are there, it's wonderful, but then the other parts are sort of gone, you know? Very well put, Wendy. Very well put. <laughs> I am your number one fan. Uh, as I am yours. <laughs> Perhaps we can jog more memories if we get some shelter from the sun in this nice, cool, shaded ship. Oh, I appreciate your optimism, but we've been trying to do that for years. You've been trying to get in the ship for years? No, we've been trying to bring forth Desism memories. Oh, I see. They are slightly coming back, though, don't you think? In bits and pieces, uh, occasionally, yes. Yes, he's filling up the holes in his brain. Yes. Well, uh, shall we go uh, investigate? It's that or walk through sand for many, many more miles. I say we take a break for this interesting thing. First, who's going to go in the ship? And second, are you going to just investigate the inside of the ship, the outside of the ship? Um, what are you going to do? I'm going to go inside. Mist has been ritual casting detect magic. I think Roton will walk around the outside of the ship. Mist, you detect magic from within the ship. There is a glowing box that you can sense within the ship. A rectangular box-shaped object. Rotan, give me an investigations check on the exterior of the ship. Desmond, are you going to um, light something? Uh, it is very dark inside the ship. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Gandalf style, I'll, I'll light the top <laughs> of my uh, my staff. Okay. Rotan, what's your roll? Uh, seven minus two for investigation. It looks very much like a ship, like an old ship. It appears to be made of wood. Killed it. Made of wood. Debbie's going to wander around outside with Rotan and also investigate. All right, then also give me an investigation And while she's doing that, I'm going to say Roz is going to fly straight up and just sort of get a bird's eye view of the the surround for any advance warning of any threats. Okay. (laughs) It runs the family. I rolled a four plus four is eight. Debbie, you and Rotan are walking sort of side by side, commenting how very ship-like this object is. (laughs) Uh, Desmond, you enter its hall, and you see that it's mostly filled with sand. At the far end, you see an ornately carved chest. Uh, walk up and look at it. All right, give me an investigation check on the chest. Uh, we want to be worried about that. That is definitely some kind of magic. Um, I, I should be able to identify it based on the aura that it casts, or that's around it. Oh, thank you, Mist. Uh, yes. Definitely magic. Some What school it is, I... Hang on a minute. Uh, what school of magic do I perceive? I shall tell you in a moment. Conjuration. Sweet. Um, getting strong vibes of conjuration off of that, so... Oh, interesting. Uh, perhaps a trap. Uh, I mean... Is, well, more... Conjuration's more like... So if it were like evocation, I'd be a lot more concerned about opening it and fireball to the face or something. Mm. Although it could summon something or teleport you someplace or teleport something here or 
Uh, what else does conjuration do? <laughs> create stuff, right? Like it creates. For lack of a better word, conjures. Yeah. <laughs> Smartass. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I got an 18 on the investigation check. Do I see anything? You examine the ornately carved chest. And you discover on top of it, after brushing away some sand that had kind of fallen in from the roof, that there is a sigil carved into the, the top, or a symbol. And that is the symbol of House Anorath. Do I recognize it as such, or do I just... Yes, you recognize it as such. Uh, this is the symbol of House Anorath. I don't know how I know that, but I know that. You know it because when you did your research in the library back in Tearfall, uh, you saw that symbol on some of the ship records talking about the construction um, and the of the Caliban. Yep, I'm seeing my notes. Uh, when ships are commissioned. Caliban commissions this year by House Anorath. Ship's log says year 6072, over 3,000 years ago. God damn. Uh, well, this would match up with the research. But what do you think, miss? Should we, should we open it? Or should we... Uh, I mean, us cats are famously curious. Uh, <laughs> we just want to take some precaution. Like, you open it, and I'm going to stand back of it. Interesting. <laughs> no, no, it's, you got it. You got it. No, no, I, don't worry about me. I'm just going to... I'll watch out for, you know... Yeah, I'll be back uh, I'll be back doing a thing. I'm going to be curious You're doing about great. it over here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, don't worry that I'm directly behind you. I'm sure that's that's. Fine. I am. I'm here because I'm supporting you. I am behind you in all the things that you do. I'm just back here a, a bit behind you. Literally got your back. Your back. Literally, literally got your back. I am in a perfect position to cast Wall of Thorns between us. I mean, between you and the chest. Between you and the chest, if it if need be. Good, very good. Um, in in in. Unable to contain his curiosity, Desmond will place his hand upon the chest. You place your hand upon the chest. And you're not really sure if it's your imagination or what, but it almost seems to vibrate ever so slightly when you place your hand on it. Turn over my shoulder to mist and, well, here goes nothing. I open the chest. You reach down to open the chest, and it's locked. Well, never mind. <laughs> Anyone good with uh, lock picking and such? Perhaps Windy? Um... Where is Windy? <laughs> I don't know. Where like, is it's like the one thing, <laughs> the one person we, <laughs> we, I was uh, going to say, there's been nobody in this party that's been good at lockpicking. I was going to say. Even when Silway was in the party, so. who <laughs> was shit. Is the chest locked with like a, a lock, like a padlock, or is it just uh, some, something within it? Something within it. In fact, you don't even see an actual physical lock mm. on it. No other writing on it of any kind besides the symbol? Just the seal. And all else fails. I think we could get um, Roton over here to give it a good old uh, smash, perhaps. Could be, could be a magical lock, which is uh, comes a little bit easier to remove. Could be that too. Um, yeah, hold on a sec, Mike. Let me maybe give you some more information on that. Your Arcana expert is outside. Has no idea what's going on. Yeah. So uh, also, Mist, I failed to mention that. In addition to sensing conjuration magic, you also sense abjuration magic mixed in there. Ah. Yeah. As so if that there's was... more than one thing at work here. Okay. Alright. Okay, and it's locked. Okay. Okay, I think I've... Alright, here's what I'm... 
Do I, I don't know if I need to roll for this. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let the DM decide. But I think what I'm putting together is the magic lock is the abjuration. And then when we open it, it is going to summon something. There's something that's going to pop out the moment we open this thing. Which is worrisome. Because you don't tend to seal away things that... I mean, it's, a, it's, it's either a very weird trap... Or it's like a, like a like a prison, like like maybe the lock, maybe the spell is keeping something in. I admit I'm very curious, but um, are you saying that we, we you think we should not open this? I'm saying it seems more that something is locked inside, and not that it's just locked to keep it from spilling out. Right. That makes, I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, yes, that makes sense. Well, perhaps we can open it from a distance somehow. I know that you have a, the mage hand spell that you can do, right? And you, perhaps once we figure out the locking mechanism. I mean, if it's a magic lock, which, abjuration, huh, hmm. I can probably pop that from a distance. Yes. Say 120 feet, as long as I got eyes on it. Yes, that could work. And you see Desmond's <laughs> eyes are a little wider than usual. Like, he wants to open this fucking chest. <laughs> All right, not to, not, not to be a downer on a good time or nothing, but uh, maybe we should explore a little bit more and see if there are clues as to what's in that thing. Uh, yes, uh, y- yes, Buck, that's a, that's a great idea. No, you're right. Um, perhaps I'm being a little too hasty. Let, let's explore a little bit. Um, Just in case. We don't know what's in there. Yes. It could be an evil wizard or something. Yes. Yes. And he's side-eyeing the chest, like, yes. Yes, you're right. You hear a knock on the on the wall of the ship, and a muffled, Yes, definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you going to investigate, or what are you going to do? What else, we, what else we got? What other areas of the ship do we have access to? Uh, none, really. It's the interior of the ship is mostly full with sand, um, mostly buried, uh, Rotan and Debbie, when you walked the perimeter of the ship, three-quarters of it is still buried in the earth. It is only the the very front of the bow that has actually been unearthed. And most of the interior ship seems to be filled with sand. So it's kind of sticking up out of the sand at an angle. Yes, at, at like an odd angle. So when you're walking in, it's... Submerged, kind of. Yes. In the sand. Did you, um... And there's nothing on the deck that we saw that, um... No, nothing on the deck. I mean, and you can only really see the very sort of prow of the deck, of the, the front, the bow. Um, you know, most of it, again, is still buried. Are there still masts on this ship? Are those sticking up out of the sand? There is. There is a... There's at least one mast that you can see. Uh, most, all of the rigging has been torn off. It in, and the mast itself is mostly buried in the sand, but part of it is sticking out of it. But most of the the rigging has been ripped away. If there was a, a crow's nest at one point in time, that's been ripped away. It is just literally the bare mast itself. Is, uh, is Devi still there? Devi's still there. And Devi, from above, looking down, you see your familiar can make out sort of the shape of the general sort of shape of the ship buried in the sand and that it is quite large but most of it is again buried you know what this reminds me of uncle Wright's yacht oh i was going to say destiny destiny 
Yes. That's not what the ship was named. Well, uh, doesn't this all seem seem like destiny? I mean, oh, I, I, I don't know uh, about you, but, but uh, this, this feels like the gods have, have ordained that we find this. The gods have ordained that we find it. Why Why would they do that? Clearly something is afoot. First I meet you, then we we discover the Caliban, Desmond's ship. This is fated, Devi. Okay, well, what do we do with that? I mean... Who do you worship these days? <laughs> worship is a strong word. I, it's, I, I wouldn't say I worship anybody, really. I mean... I don't know. I, I'm spiritual more than religious, I guess you could say. And that is absolutely wonderful, Devi. <laughs> Roton loves to talk about his um, own personal spirituality. Oh, does he? Oh, you haven't heard it yet. Well, No, I well. didn't realize you had found religion, little brother. Would you like me to? No. <laughs> but that would explain the whole paladin motif you've got going on here. Well, it's it's really all about Timora. That's where, that's that's the happening place, right? Now. Of course, yeah. you chose Timora. Of that only makes I, sense. Well, she has led us this far. Isn't she like a goddess of luck or fortune or something? Yes. Oh, so that's why I was brought into your life, Roton, for fortune. It was luck. fate. It was good yes, luck. Yes, Roton, of course it was. Yes. I am the embodiment of luck and generosity and kindness. Isn't that so? Yes. But who is to say uh, for whom the luck was destined? Perhaps uh, it was good luck that, that you, you joined us. Or perhaps it was good luck for you that, that uh, I joined you. I think it was good luck for me, sir. And I think you're right, Groovy. <laughs> Groovy. <laughs> okay, Rotan and Debbie, you've finished your patrol of the exterior of the ship, and obviously you're back in front of the hole with the others. Desmond, you're still inside, standing before the chest. Mist, you are a few feet behind him. Buck, where are you? What are you doing? I think Buck is kind of hovering near the door, but he's inside the ship itself. Uh, he probably takes up a lot of the space of that, so he's probably hunched over. I think he's trying to like keep an eye on both groups, and it's not exactly easy, so he's only half paying attention to whatever is happening in either spot. Can we see what's going on inside yet, Rotan and I? And... Windley? No, not unless you go inside. Not from where you are. I mean, even if you could you see into the ship, you have basically buck and mist obscuring your view. Can we hear what they're saying? Oh, yeah. You could hear their conversation even when you were outside of the ship through the walls and vice versa. Um, then Debbie will kind of poke her head generally towards the opening. Kind of sounds like a genie. Oh, sorry. Get out of your way here. Buck steps aside to let <laughs> Debbie in. Oh, no, it's okay. I can yell. Uh, you said a genie? I mean, that's kind of a thing in, in Sisha. They're dangerous. They are dangerous. Um, oh. But, and they get locked away in boxes sometimes. Oh. Don't they? I, I thought they granted you wishes and such. And Well, yeah, but mm, wish at your own risk. Oh. Desmond's still staring at the chest, and he's like, I wonder if they could, if I could wish for my memories back. 
What a thought. Although, is the ship sea shit? Like, this is where I'm confused. Like, the ship would has a chest. Like, genies are a sea thing, but the ship is not a sea thing. But the ship is in sea and so I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, I'm going to have to have to sat on the on caution here. And Buck is sort of, like, idly fiddling with this gold horn cuff, I guess we could call it. It's got a little charm hanging off the edge of it. Uh, I'm I'm no stranger to touching stuff you ain't supposed to, and I can't stress enough how dangerous that is, so just be careful. Well, um, perhaps if we, um, open it carefully. Well, who has a knock spell? I can dispel magic. That probably works too, depending on the level of the spell. Knock is the straightforward answer, though. That's how arcane locks usually open. Mm. You said knock? Yes, there's a spell called knock. It's kind of an understated spell. You know, knock as in, like, blow the door off something. But it works great for arcane locks. I have knock. I could knock it with my sword. I mean, it's only polite to introduce yourself. Winley walks in. Daisy, would you like me to open this box? Yes, yes, I very much would. If it's all right with the group, of course. I'm curious. I say go for it. Winley casts knock on this box, on this chest. You cast knock on the box. And you see Desmond in front of you and the rest of you who are watching. The lid releases ever so slightly. It doesn't spring open, but it seems to be unlocked. All right. Then here goes nothing. Desmond will walk up and open. Desmond, you walk up and you open the box. And you look down into this chest in front of you. And you see that it is filled with water. And you look into this chest full of water. And at the bottom, you see a tiny little, almost like, spot of something that's glowing. Or like this spot of light at the bottom of the chest. And also when you open it, the smell of the sea hits you. It is salt water that fills this chest. Interesting. Kind of stares down at whatever's glowing in there. Eyes kind of like transfixed. Interesting. And he reaches down to try and grab it. Whatever it is. You reach down into the chest to try to grab it. And you stick your arm in. And reach a little bit lower. And a little bit lower. And soon you have your entire shoulder into the chest trying to reach this. But you still can't grab it. Whatever it is feels like it's even deeper into this chest. Um, Mist, could you come over here for a second? <laughs> uh, maybe. And Mist will approach with caution. Sort of that very feline, I don't know what this is, so I'm just going to kind of carefully check it out. <laughs> Mist starts just slapping the top of the water, this, pulling back. I point out the shiny uh, thing in there, and I'm like, there's, there's something shiny in there. I need you to reach in with your mage hand and grab it for me. I'm going to give Desmond a once-over, like... I don't know if insight's the right role here, but how's he? How's he doing? How, how you doing, buddy? He's not even looking at you. He's just like staring, like unblinkingly at this thing, and he's just like, "I need you. I need you to to reach in there with your your mage hand and reach in and snatch it out for me." 
Yep. Seems good to me. Uh, I will cast Mage Hand. I rolled five on my insight check to see if anything was pinky. Nope, seems seems legit. Okay, um, you cast Mage Hand. And scoop you down into the water. You send it forth into the water. You watch it travel about six feet away from you, and then it disappears. Do you have it? The glowing spot is still there. Your Mage Hand is not. It is this, and this is this box is not six feet deep. No, that you can see now. Uh, huh. What are you all looking at? Yeah, let me take a look at there. I'm intrigued. I want to grab like a. Well, I can't really give her. It's a small, very small stone. Or is there is there a nail I can jimmy loose from uh, from the from the woodwork? Oh yeah, you could take off a whole board if you wanted to. And I really just need a nail. Just a, just a. Yeah, you could pry out a nail. I, I, I do that thing, and drop the nail into the chest. You drop the nail into the chest, and it begins to sink, and you watch it fall, about six feet into the chest, and then it disappears from view. Is it that the bottom of the chest is so dark that I can no longer see the nail, or is it like? No, it's as if you can't. Like it falls through a false bottom. Not even a false bottom. It's as if. It just vanishes. You can see the light, but the nail gets to a certain point and then just disappears. And you can still see the light. Yeah. Mm, not not liking not liking this. This is getting weird. Can I do an arcana check? I was actually, gonna, I was actually thinking the same thing. Sure. Spitball, maybe help or. Combined? I mean, if you wanted one of you want to try to make it with advantage. I've got a plus twelve on arcana. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and do that, and I'll just be like, here's here's what I found out. Does this help? 30. Arcana. Wow. Okay. Holy shit. Jeez I'm going to go with the Hermione Granger. Uh, <laughs> it's my character inspiration. <laughs> and you think maybe that the nail or anything that is going into the chest is being teleported somewhere. So clearly that's a portal. To where is a very good question. That explained the conjuration. Conjuration would do that, yeah. Huh. Who wants to jump in? Uh, mm. <laughs> All eyes focus on Broton. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, me? I mean, it's only six feet. All right, if you're going to do it, just... It, you hold your nose so it pops your ears so it doesn't burst when you get through on the other side of that portal. And if you feel motion sick or anything, just... Stop for a minute. Make sure you're not going to get your head chopped off by something. But then you put your head between your knees. That'll help you, too. Should we should we tie a rope around him, just in case? We need to yeah. haul him back through. I have 50 feet of rope. <laughs> Debbie reaches into her pocket. And when I say reaches in, I mean she shoves her arm in up to the shoulder and pulls out a large grappling hook that is too big to fit inside that pocket. <laughs> along with 50 feet of silk rope. Here, this should do it. And she starts tying the rope to the grappling hook. Okay, give me a survival check to see how good your knot is. Oh, she's terrible at survival. Uh, five <laughs> survival. Okay, you tie the knot and you give it a tug and you're like, this is great. Seems great. You're safe, little brother. Come on. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, which end goes, <laughs> goes on me? The one that's not a pointy hook. That one goes on this. So, uh, so you're saying uh, I should just jump in and then you will uh, you'll fish around for me with the grappling hook? Is that this is the opposite of what I want you to do? <laughs> oh. oh, I'm going to hook the grappling Explain. hook on the edge of the at the edge of the chest, maybe onto the ship. It make more sense. Then we'll tie one end of the rope to you, 
and you just dive straight forward into there and let us know how it goes. Oh, I see. Oh, excellent. I, I like this plan. I should probably take my armor off. I guess. I'm not, I'm not the one pulling you up, so whoever, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm not the one pulling You might need your armor for whatever's down there. Hmm. Fair point. Okay, Rotom, what are you going to do? All right. Oh, well, better, better safe than sorry. I'll leave the armor off. He's going to um, go over and um, grab the end of the rope in, in both hands. And then uh, basically he's going to step up onto the sides of the chest um, so that he's sort of straddled, you know, to, on either side. He says, oh, he, he, here we go. And he takes a deep breath and then he, he does a little hop and then sort of pencil drops into into the chest. Rotan, you pencil drop into the chest. At first, it's very much like jumping into a pool or the water or the, a lake or something like that. You hit the water and it is very warm. Like, bath water warm. It feels wonderful. And you start to sink and then you hit this weird place of neutral buoyancy. And suddenly you become disoriented where you're not sure which way is up and which way is down. And then suddenly it feels as if gravity itself reverses. And you find yourself upside down, staring at an open chest. And as you look upward through the chest, you see wavy figures of everyone else as if looking into water at you. Like you're underwater there at the surface and you can see them looking at you. Okay. A moment passes, you right yourself, and then you slowly begin to sink back down towards this open chest. Weird. Hmm. And, and, okay, so something I just remembered is I have gills. <laughs> you do have gills. <laughs> it's so easy to forget. Uh... <laughs> I keep forgetting. As soon as you said deep breath, I was like, but why? But why? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but it... it does it taste like seawater? Like, does it... Does it, it tastes like salt water. Like salt water. Okay. And um, and can I look around? Like, what, what do I you see? You can, but you're sinking back down towards this open chest beneath you. Yeah, so it's it's open beneath me, but, like, what, what is in other other directions? On the either side of the chest, beneath you, you see the sandy bottom of what could be an ocean, what could be a sea... It is just sand, as far as you can see. So it's like I'm looking down at a The chest. ocean bottom. Mm. At a chest embedded in the ocean bottom. Whoa. And in the chest, you see them peering up at you, as if looking down into water. Damn. And, and so if I look up, does... does if you look up, yeah. about 100 feet above you, you see light. Like a like a shimmery light, like like a like a sun shimmery or a light, moon as or... if you're looking up at yes, the sun. Okay, cool. Uh, Roton will um, sink back down to the chest, and he'll. Okay. If I've got the orientations right, he'll he'll pull his head out of the water. You start. You're sinking straight down, feet first. Yeah. Unless you've turned around to swim towards it, as opposed to just sinking. Um, 
Wait, I, su I suppose... Yeah, he's probably rotated around to be head up in this... Yeah, right. In this situation. Right, so, so like so he's basically... he's going to have to so reorient... Have to, he would have to reorient back down to swim down towards the open chest. Yeah, so he's going to grab the sides of the chest and then sort of let go of the rope and grab the sides of the chest and, and okay. try and, and pull Okay, and you don't even really need up. to do that. With your armor, it actually kind of just... You sink, and you sink through it. Mm-hmm. And the rest of you on the other side all of a sudden see him pop up. But then your armor begins to drag you down the other way. Unless you start swimming or grab onto the sides. Yeah, yeah he's going to grab onto the sides and, okay. and pull himself up. So you up. grab onto the sides. What did you see? Oh, what happened? Uh, well, uh, I think I see the surface, but I'm going to need more rope. Uh, yes, I think we can we can make that happen. I think I I, I have more. Uh, and he starts fishing around in his pack for more rope. It's like there's a chest on on the sea floor, and that chest co co connects to this chest. It's at the bottom of the sea floor. Fascinating, a two-way portal that's chest-based. Interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> I should write a paper on this. <laughs> yes, and, and, and it looks like uh, there, there was, uh, there was a, a sun or something up at the surface. There, some sort of shimmery-like, but it, look, it looks like it's uh, uh, a, a bit further. Interesting. Um, so do we need the rope? Can you just, just swim up there? Oh, I suppose I could. Okay, hold on a moment. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sinks back down. No. The answer was no, I need more rope. <laughs> okay, you sink back down and once again find yourself in that weird, disoriented moment of neutral buoyancy and then the reverse of gravity, and you find yourself on the other side. Okay, I want to try swimming to the surface. Okay, give me an athletics check. In full play. That's a 20 non-natural. You start swimming up. You get about 50 feet and you've forgotten entirely about the rope that Debbie tied around you. Oh, I don't think and the she knot tied that it. she tied he around, tie it around you. himself. She tied it around you. Oh, did she? Okay, yes. then I forgot about that. <laughs> yes. And the knot gives way. I have become rotund. And you've completely are so focused on the surface that you don't even notice. So he's just swimming like that. You're just swimming upwards, you know, not a care in the world, and as you're doing so, the knot just slips free. Okay. You break through the surface, and your eyes are, are momentarily blinded by the brilliant sunshine above you. You look quickly to your left, and all you see for miles and miles, as far as you can see, is just open ocean. And you look back to your right, and there, about 500 feet away, is an island. Oh my god. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> With a bunch of rocks on the beach spelling out SOS. <laughs> you really can't see much from where you are. Uh, it looks like there's a, some rock formations. It looks like there's a cove. And there's. it seems to be like a hill that forms the center part of the island, which seems to be covered with trees. But that's about all you can make out from this distance. Okay. Hmm. Gosh, I so badly want to try and figure out the latitude based on the angle of the sun, but that's not, not something Rotan I don't do. think that's something Rotan could do, no, but... Okay, uh, so Rotan's going to um, just uh, sink back down. He's going to let himself sink back down. Okay, straight down? Straight down, yeah. Okay. Back, back to the chest. 
Okay. You sink back down and you find yourself next to the chest. And you see, coming out of the chest, coiled around it, is a rope. So before he goes back through the chest, he's going to sort of plant both feet on the sand. And then he's going to see if he can lift the chest. Okay, give me a strength check. Or athletics. It's a 17. Okay, you plant your feet. And you begin to lift. And it does not budge. Okay. It doesn't give at all. Okay. It does not feel as if it's resting on the bottom so much as embedded in it. So I would need to, like, work it free. You don't think you can move it at all. It doesn't feel like it's... It almost feels like it's part of the ocean floor. Okay, cool. Uh, so Rotan will go back through the chest. So Rotan once again pops his head back up through the chest. And, and take a big gulp of air because... <laughs> Because he, he does not use the gills, and he does not use them that often. Oh uh, yeah, so uh, it does look like the um, the the surface of uh, of an ocean. Uh, and and funny thing that there is an island that I can actually see, uh, n- not not too too far away. Interesting. Um, an um, an island. Perhaps we should. Did you get to look at anything that was on the island? Did you? Was there? Was there anybody there? Uh, I didn't see anybody. Well, well uh, there, there were some trees, oh, some some palm trees. Interesting. No uh, mountains or, or settlements that that I could perceive. Well, I am very curious to see this island. Perhaps there's something there that we might be able to find that's useful. More uh, answers or something. Yes, well, I I tried to move the chest on the other side to uh, the idea being that maybe I could I could take it closer to the island, but it doesn't seem to want to budge. So I think well, uh, if you do want to investigate the island, you're going to have to uh, to swim for a bit. That's quite all right. Um, show me the way, Rotan, and he will start to uh, climb into the chest. Okay. Uh, well, it's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you go down a little ways, and then you go up quite a bit more than than that. Uh, that doesn't make any sense, but all right. <laughs> it will it will make sense. <laughs> I'm gonna dive down. I'm gonna go. All right, Desmond. Before you go, are you gonna do anything like? Yeah, I, I probably I think he would magically, uh... or are you just gonna take try to take a deep breath and. <laughs> I think maybe once he realizes, oh, this is actually... Like, I think he's in the heat of the moment right now. He's very, okay. like, intrigued. But I think once he gets down there and experiences that, he might cast control water and just have the water bring him to the surface. Desmond, you dive into the chest. Is anybody else going to do anything? I mean, you're, you're all witnessing this conversation. And Rotan, also, you're going to have to move somewhat for him to get yeah, past Yeah, I, I think he'll, like, duck down and then push away. Debbie is quietly asking uh, Roz how long she can hold her breath. (laughs) So is everybody else going to wait on this side? Uh, yeah. Maybe we should go after him, like, you know, if if the chest is that deep, can he hold his breath for that long? I mean, Rotan did, but Rotan is young and healthy. Just for fun. And he has gills. Well, that must be nice. But I've got a lot. And that is, I mean, (laughs) useful. Yeah. Rotan's a strong swimmer. He'll take care of Desmond. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable just diving into a chest and 
leaving it undefended. Yeah. Not that I'm expecting nothing, but just in case. Desmond, you dive through the chest. You feel this odd sensation of neutral buoyancy and then gravity reversing itself. And you find yourself at the bottom of what seems like the ocean. Far above you, you can see sunlight. Around you, you see the ocean floor, but you don't see any vegetation on the ocean floor. You don't see any fish. You don't see any animals. Just pristine sand, rippled as if shaped by the waves. And about 100 feet above you, you can see sunlight. Rotan is standing next to you on the bottom, just hanging out as if he was on dry land. You, on the other hand, begin to realize fairly quickly that however big of a gulp of air you took, it's probably not going to be enough for you to simply swim to the surface. Yeah, so I cast control water and just let the water bring me to the surface. Desmond, you shoot skywards, and you can see that the surface of the water is getting closer and the light is getting brighter until you pierce the surface of the water, much like a whale, and you can feel the warmth and the heat of the sun on your body as you fall back into the ocean with a splash. You shake the hair from your eyes, and you open them. And before you, you see your island. There is no mistaking it. <laughs> so wild. I did not, I did, like, of all the things I expected for today's campaign, I didn't expect this. Desmond will just kind of, like, blink a few times as if he's, like, not believing what he sees. And then he, like, opens his eyes and just kind of, like, stares for a moment, treading water, kind of looks down for Rotan, and then begins to swim towards it. Are, are you continuing to use shape water to... Yeah. Desmond's like a porpoise, just... <laughs> <laughs> like a jet ski. It's, it's fairly easy. Aided by your, your magic propulsion, you zoom towards the island. Rotan, what are you doing? Uh, Rotan's... <laughs> Rotan's still on the bottom, <laughs> looking up. Still on the bottom. And he sees... This uh, all happens fairly quickly. Yeah. <laughs> he sees Desmond start to... to He sees him reach the surface and then start to head off in, in this direction. And then all then Rotan's like, Oh, I, <laughs> I, I better catch up. And so then he starts uh, running as fast as he can along the along the bottom of the seafloor. Which is not very fast, probably. No, not very fast. But you're running along the bottom towards the island. Desmond's definitely going to get there. Oh, yeah. As you're zooming, or as you're running along the bottom, you too notice that there is no vegetation. There are no rocks. There are no fish. It's just the smooth, rippled bottom of the sand. Of the sandy bottom. No sharks? No sharks. That's good. Okay. Well, pros and cons. You can tell that it is getting shallower the closer you move to the island. But it's going to take you a few minutes to get there. Desmond, you zoom to the island, and you find yourself in a cove. There's rocks to your right. They seem to be about 30 feet above the beach. They're easily climbable. You climb them many times to sit, to fish from on top of them. In front of you is the sandy beach, the line of the forest. And to your left... You see the mouth of a cave. I... <laughs> this is wild. I walk up, uh, swim up to the beach, step on the sand, 
take a few deep breaths. I think he's just looking around. He like turns over his shoulder, sees the rock where he used to fish, sees the cave, bends down, picks up some sand and lets it run through his fingers. And then he turns back to the sea, looks out across the water, and he's like, Are you telling me that this entire time there was a fucking chest <laughs> in the bottom of the sea, 200 feet away? There's a portal out of here! <laughs> and he just kind of takes a few deep breaths. And uh, sits down on the beach and just kind of like crosses his legs and stares out in the water and just sits for like five minutes. You're sitting on the beach, staring out at the horizon. And slowly you begin to see this armored figure emerge from the surf. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Scared me, does it? <laughs> First his head, then his chest. And then the water's just draining out of his armor <laughs> as he trudges on shore. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm envisioning like a, like a dredging machine or dredging yes. barge. Yeah. And Rotan, you find yourself on the shore of this deserted island. And you find Desmond sitting on the shore, staring off into space. Desmond, oh, there you are. He doesn't reply. He just kind of continues to stare. Is everything all right? And, and he'll walk up and he'll stand beside you and look at you. And then he'll look in the direction that you're staring. I'd like both of you to give me a perception check. <laughs> that's that's uh, 11. You just seem to see the sea. Endless ocean laid out before you. And Desmond uh, abruptly stands brushes the sand off of himself, and he says, Well, Rotan, um, welcome to my home. Would you like a tour? Oh, do you live here? Well, I did once upon a time. Uh, it's an yes. odd place. Oh, this, this is your island. Uh, yes, this is, um, this is the, this oh. is it. Wow. Oh, well, oh, it must be good to be back. Yeah, well, yes, it's a very complicated array of emotions that are, uh, that are coming over me at this moment. Um, well, uh, perhaps, um, I, perhaps I should um, show you around. Where are my manners? Um, over there, that's the rock where I used to sit and fish. Um, as you see, I've, I've carved out a little bit of a space where I can sit and put my feet in the water, and sometimes sea turtles would come up and, and brush against my feet, and that was fun. Anyway, over here, there's the cave... Um, where I used to stay. Uh, come, let me show you the cave. And Desmond is just, like, walking to the cave. <laughs> Lead the way, Desmond. You walk into the cave, and it's a fairly large open cave. It's dry. Along the walls are... It's sort of an eclectic collection of things. In front of you, as you first enter, there is, uh, like a pile of firewood on the ground. There's also... Seems to be a line that has fallen. Actually, there are fish bones attached to it, as if it maybe once held a line for drying fish, but has since fallen into the dirt. Directly ahead of you is the remnants of a desk, which was broken, but seems to have been mended to make it usable. There are some papers on the desk. There is an actually a book, which is laid open 
on top of it. And curiously, there is an inkwell still in one piece, still in good order on top of it. Next to the desk, there are various other items. There's a broken ship wheel. There's lengths of rope. There are broken tools. There's a pile of moldy books. In the center of the cave is the remnants of a campfire, the circle of stones, which is filled with ashes. Looks like it has been used over and over and over again. To your right, you see hanging from the wall, from a stone outcropping and one of the walls is a hammock, some broken crates and barrels. And then most curious of all, just inside the cave mouth, to your right, is a piano. I was hoping that'd be there. <laughs> nice. Um, and I think uh, at this point, like, flashes of memory start to come back to him. Of everything that's in here. Like, bits and pieces of, like, of him on the island, sitting at the desk, writing things. Of him sitting, uh, finding this ship wheel that drifted up onto the shore, and him hauling it back and putting it into the cave somehow, and... Maybe at one time he, he thought of making a raft to escape, and he's starting to remember that. Where, like, he, he maybe thought he'd use the ship wheel to build a raft or something like that. And the rope that's been coiled, and maybe there's bits of something of the beginnings of a, of a raft out there somewhere. Tools that are all in piles that he used, maybe. And then um, the hammock of him, like, being exhausted after nights fishing and just crashing in the hammock and reading... He starts to remember this. He starts to remember uh, cooking meals and sitting by the fire and playing this little shell that's kind of turned into like an ocarina that he fashioned and he's, he's playing this. And then, without saying a word, he walks over to the piano. And I think, if you'll allow me, Diana, I think he just begins to play it. Absolutely. Like he's proficient. Like he, like he just always knew. And he just kind of, like, walks over to it, and he just starts playing this, like, haunting little melody. Like a, like a slow dirge or sea shanty. That's just, like, it, then he just plays it dexterously. He misses a note every once in a while. Maybe the piano's a little out of tune, but he just kind of plays. Rotan, give me a perception check. And then the Westworld logo shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an old timey piano cover of Creep by Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. Can we do that? Uh, Westworld did. We could, oh, I suppose it's true. Yeah. They probably paid money though. They probably paid for it, yeah. Uh that's a twelve. Alright, Rotan, as you're listening to Desmond play and looking around the room, something catches your eye and you cross the room and begin to look at the cave wall and what you once thought was smooth stone you realize carved into the wall of the cave are notches in sets of five and there are hundreds if not thousands of notches covering the in entire interior of the cave i'm like shaking right now man this is crazy this shit's insane desmond stops playing Yes, Rotan. It appears that, that something has uh, left scratches all over the walls of your, of your home. He walks over. Oh, yes, no, this was me. Uh, this is, this is oh. how long I was here. How long were you here? Um, 
I'm hoping you'll tell me because... <laughs> I don't think you have any idea. I don't think okay. that there's any way for you to, unless you wanted to take the time to count every notch, to try to even come close to figuring out. Is it safe to say somewhere in the realm of, like, decades? At least. Yeah. Whoa. Like at least 30 years, I would say. Oh, much longer than yeah. that. Because you don't even know if those are counting days or weeks right. or months. Would he remember that? Or what? Or no? It's entirely up to you. Oh, yes. Uh, if, if memory serves me right, um, 50 years or so I think I've been here. If each notch represents a day, of course. Quite a few notches. There's almost like a little bit of a madness in his eyes at this point. Like something like you've never seen Desmond before. As he's just utterly, like, flabbergasted. Are you all right, Desmond? Are you feeling okay? Um, well, yes. Other than the fact that nothing makes sense and everything is a lie <laughs> and everything's, everything's wonderful. How are you? Well, I'm good. Uh, a, a bit perplexed myself. I mean, so, so you were on this island for, for such a long time and then, and then you were picked up by a ship? Is that... Is that correct? Uh, yes. I, I was, um, out here one night, and I was sitting upon the sand, and I was in a, a, a particular moment of distress, and, um, I looked up, and there was a bright shining light in the sky, and that is when the goddess revealed herself to me, and then shortly after that, I looked out on the horizon, and a ship was coming my way. And then I was saved. And then I found all of you. And do you have any any memory of of how you came here now now that now that you're here? Do you remember any, anything more? I see glimpses of the ship, and distant pieces and memories. Um, I'm just wondering. Uh, do do you think that the ship brought you here, or did you actually uh, fall through a chest in the ship? Well, um, and I, wind up here. I think the ship brought me here. I, d I don't remember. I don't remember that wonderfully conveniently placed chest, uh, not hundreds of feet but from this island that I was trapped on fifty years. I, I, don't, I don't remember that. Uh, that would have been really nice, wouldn't it? Uh, have just to find that chest and escape. Well, uh, I mean, but what can you do? Let's not dwell on that. Ah, uh, but perhaps um. You, you could tell me, uh, uh, so, so this fishing, this fishing that you did, what, what sorts of fish did you catch? Oh, all sorts of kinds. It's odd, because I didn't see any fish uh, on my way here. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Not a, not a sea turtle, not a, not a strand of seaweed. Huh. Not even a dinoflagellate. I'm just kidding, I can't see those. <laughs> I've never heard of this creature. Uh, Fearsome beast. Hmm. I think he kind of sits for a moment and just kind of like shakes his head and starts to come back to himself a little bit. And he's like, um, sh uh, should we, should we go and get the others? Should we, should we bring them here? I suppose we, we could. Um, is there anything that uh, we think could be found if we were to bring them here? Perhaps... I want to stand and go to the desk and look at the book. Rotan, do you join him looking at the book? 
All right, just you're just gonna stand there and kind of watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a shot of like Desmond like furiously looking at the book, and then Rotom's head like sort of, kind of comes <laughs> in over the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to be unobtrusive. Meanwhile, back on terra firma, or back in the middle of the desert, just outside the mouth of the ship, Gruber has begun to build a small fire. Uh, as you don't seem to be moving anytime soon, he's decided to make a little camp and cook some food. While he's doing that, what are the rest of you doing? Yodel hasn't seen you so far, but if you want to sneak down into the dungeons, you're going to need to make a stealth check. So everyone who's going, let me know. <laughs> All right, and, and do I have a modifier on that? Or we don't um, really have paper. This is kind of complicated. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Uh, I have paper. Playing... <laughs> she pulls out some paper from her pocket. Oh, shoot. That'll make it a lot easier. You're playing Silway, so yes. Yes, you do have <laughs> four. That sounds good. Plus four, to, plus four to stealth. All right. All right. All right. Hang on. Hang on. That seems low. All right. That, that's going to be a 19 for me. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Okay. So you creep down the stairs, but as you get to the bottom of the staircase, you find yourself in total darkness. You can't even see... The flicker of candlelight bouncing off the walls. There's nothing. Complete and utter inky blackness surrounds you. What do you do? I don't understand these dice. How did they get that many sides on? Is this a stone shape spell? I mean, maybe. And there's tiny little numbers on them? Yeah, they're hard to read. Wow. Someone should paint these. Or... That's a great idea. We should start our own little operation. You know. <laughs> Mist reaches into his bag and pulls out a little set of paint pots <laughs> oh this is delightful the magical paint pots this may be the most meta thing ever <laughs> of all the things I could use these paints on and it's to make more dice <laughs> actually hang on hang on this is this is hard to visualize let's let's do this and mist grabs some of the paper from uh yep we're doing this now mist grabs some of the paper from, <laughs> can you paint from like an actual mini dungeon and no, it starts to paint a little Silway figure, and then starts to paint a little Mist figure, and starts to paint a little Rotan figure using the marvelous pigments. I'm gonna paint up some little minis of the entire party. You think they're all right in there? Well, I imagine if they weren't, one of them would have come back and been like, "Hey, it's bad." I can always send Roz. Well, maybe not. Well, you could try. Oh, she is fighting me again. Oh, I'm a flying creature. I can only stand between zero and one atmospheres of pressure. Blah, 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 blah. She's fighting me. Oh, stubborn critters. <sighs> Should we go in? I can't breathe underwater. I... I sink like a rock. And I'd rather not be wet. Oh, that sounds like uh, three votes against going in. Is perhaps that, you know, having a bit of a bonding time. Also... If um, it is true that this is where Desmond was stranded, perhaps he doesn't want to relive all of those memories in front of everyone else. You know, maybe just... I mean, not to say that Rotom's the correct person, but he is the person <laughs> that's there. So, if something would have happened... Would have at least sent a message. 
so I think we should leave them. Yeah, Ro Rotan's real good about... Like, Mist is starting to think about that, and his face just kind of starts to fall. Rotan's really good about sending a message and getting help, and not just charging headlong into danger, heedless of the risk to himself. So I'm sensing incredible sarcasm, because <laughs> I am incredibly sarcastic. Is this the Rotan I know? He was never like that when he was young. But I do think that Desmond would send his water elemental, if it were Roton, to, um, well, fudge it up. Mist is looking at the sketched out layout of the Odal from which he and Silway had to rescue Roton <laughs> because he did that <laughs> very thing. <laughs> Unless Desmond was the one who got hurt and couldn't send the elemental. Well, why don't you go get your fur wet? Since you're the one that is continuously wanting to go. Uh, no, I decidedly don't want to go. Okay, well... Rotan said it was 100 feet deep, right? <laughs> he didn't ever actually say. He can't count past... Hold on. <laughs> Rot I don't, I've never heard Rotan use a number bigger than five, so... Really? He just came out and said, we need more rope. <laughs> That's the only piece of oh, I mean, okay, technically he did say 50 feet earlier this session, but I'm pretty sure he only said that because somebody told him that's how much rope he has. Yeah. And he has no actual concept of how long that is. That's how it works. He, he knows this rope is called that. We tried so hard to teach him how double-digit numbers worked. It never worked. He kept resetting back to one. Finished counting on one hand, starts <laughs> counting on the other with one, two, three, four, five. So it's five. How did he... Never mind. You know what? That's a question for another day, I'm sure. Although, Rotan has a surprisingly strong grasp of the binary language. <laughs> of load lifters? Um, <laughs> evaporators. Hey, Diana, how, how many feet, though? So if Winley were to go and send a message at the opening of the box? I just looked that up. You, okay. Your message, they're out of range of your message. Oh, uh, okay. There's All another right. spell that if you had it, it would work, but... I don't know if you have it. Actually, Miss does have it. Oh, right. I do have that as an option. Did you take sending? Nope. Uh, Mist, he's got his own version of it. Oh. Well, let's pause the game for ten minutes while I uh, do a ritual. <laughs> well, I mean, they're just hanging out. All right, let's solve this. We're pretty relaxed. We're basically taking a short rest anyway. Um, I will... <laughs> Mist, curl, Mist crosses his legs underneath him, you know, crisscross applesauce, and... Uh, pulls out a small little glass ball and holds it in his lap and just starts focusing on that. And I'm going to go ahead and scry on Desmond. You scry on Desmond. We'll say this is happening roughly simultaneously. And you scry just as they're finishing reading the book that they were reading. Mist, you see the scene before you of a cave. And inside the cave is, as I described earlier bunch of stuff that looks like it was pulled off a wrecked ship, a desk, strangely enough a piano on one of the cave walls or the sides, and standing before the desk, reading a book, is Desmond, and behind him, peering over his shoulder, is Rotan. Um, they, they have a piano. I don't know how- <laughs> A piano? They got a what? A piano? I have to pee Actually, too. there's- there, No, 
<laughs> I'm not sure what I'm seeing is weirder, that there's a piano or that Rotan's reading, because it's both of those things are happening and neither of them make sense. Are there, pic- are there pictures in the book? I, I, are there a lot of pictures in the book? Because it doesn't... There I mean, are base- no pictures in the book. Yeah, there's no pictures in the book, so I don't... <laughs> Oh, good for you, Rotom. He has canonically read a lot, but in game, very little. <laughs> You're observing this, and um, Desmond and Rotan will take it back to you. Um, I think Desmond is uh, reading this, and he finishes it, and he's crying. He looks at Rotan, and he's got tears on his face, and he just says, like, Alex, it's my name. Oh, I thought you were calling me. Uh, um, no, I... Oh, no, no, you're Rotan. You're... you're... Alex. Yes. Not Desmond. No. Oh, so so you're the person in this story. Yes, I'm remembering now. I remember all of this uh, clear as day. Um, this is me. This is this is me. Wait. So so, then, what what happened to uh, to your mother? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. <clears throat> um. I just remember, I remember here, I remember what's written here. Um, but the pieces, they're starting to come back, bit by bit. This is fabulous news. Uh, Alex, which name would you like to be called by? Oh, well, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, let me think about it. I have to get used to it. I know it's still my name, but I feel like I've been called Desmond for so long. Where did I even get Desmond? Where, where does that come from? Huh. I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it is perplexing. Um, uh, well, um, ah. Uh. This is um. This is good. Um. Uh, maybe there's. Maybe there's. Should we go back and find the others? I, I. I feel like, perhaps that. What do you think? Should we take them here? Should I'd like to look around a little bit more, peruse the other books, but um. Can we take them with us? Maybe I'm afraid. I know they're a bit moldy already, but I'm afraid of getting them wet. Ah, oh, I see. The books on the desk are in decent shape. The books and the loose papers are not as moldy as sort of the books that were in the corner. Yeah. There's like so there's like some on the desk and then there's, there's some, some on, on the, the desk corner. and then there's some that are off kind of to the right of the desk like it's like a heap of books that are in various stages of yeah, rotting and falling apart and are moldy and um, have seen some water damage. Gotcha. But the book on the desk has not. Um, I, I think that perhaps we might be able to bring everyone um, here. Uh, well, I mean, if nothing else, this is a good uh, uh, respite from the desert. It might be a good place to rest, don't you think? It's certainly lovely. Yeah, I, uh, I can understand why you why you hung out here for so long. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I, it does raise the question of. How how we get them here? I I don't know that everyone can swim as well as uh, as you or or I can. Hmm. But but perhaps we should go back and 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 discuss with them then, and and we can return and uh, peruse the other items if if uh, if needed. Uh, yes, that that's a good idea. Uh, let's do that. Let's let's go back and. You step out onto the beach, and you look out and. You haven't been in there that long, but uh, actually give me a, I want you to give me two checks. 
first, I want you to give me a nature check. And second, I want you to give me a perception check. Uh, 16 nature, 22 perception. Desmond, you step out onto the beach. And having spent so much time on this island, you developed a pretty decent sense of what time of day it was based on the position of the sun. And for all the world, it feels like it's late morning, maybe early afternoon, but the sun is in the wrong place. Or rather, the sun is in the right place up until a month ago. So this would this would fall in line with kind of everywhere else in the world, or is it the opposite? It's the opposite. It feels as if it's late morning, early afternoon, if the sun rose in the east. So just to be clear, we did the thing... Everything switched back on Stargis Island. Yes. And that's how the world is now. Yes. This is the opposite of that, so it's kind of normal. And then as you stand there looking out, what did you roll, Rotan? I rolled a five on my nature check and a quick one on my perception check. Okay, so Rotan's just like, oh, what a lovely day. Zero. Um, (laughs) Desmond, as you're staring out onto the horizon, preparing to once again enter the water, you see the distinctive shape of something arch out of the water and then back in, like the rolling hump of an enormous serpent. Well, I know why there aren't any more sea turtles around. Um, Rotan, uh, hold on one moment. Um... Yes, uh, uh, what is it? I was looking at the sand. That's all right. Um, two things. One... Everything's normal here. You know how we kind of messed everything up back on, on Stargis Island? We, we, we did the, the sun, the moon, everything's backwards. I, well, I don't know that that was us. Well, yeah. Was that us? I don't know, actually, honestly. Or me. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's all fuzzy, honestly. Um, but, well, it's normal here. It's, it, the sun is not like that. But the, the more pressing thing is there's, there seems to be uh, some kind of enormous serpent in the water. What? Really? Uh, yes. Where? Um, just out there. You didn't see, you didn't see the, this... No, I was looking at the sand. Give me another perception check with advantage. Well, that's better. <laughs> okay, 15. You look where Desmond is pointing, and you see the telltale arch of a serpent sliding through the water. Oh, that's very big. And mist... Back in the desert, you hear all of this. <laughs> no. Okay, so relaying that to everyone, uh, they may not be on the same plane as us anymore. Also, Sea Serpent, which might make it difficult for them to get back or for us to go join them at this point. As long as they stay on shore, they're probably fine. If they try to get back into the water, things might get interesting. So I guess we have to decide, do we want to just wait it out or do we want to go save them from a sea serpent or cause them to save us from a sea uh, well we still have that problem of you know underwater can't breathe yeah and, and being underwater with a serpent is probably an even worse situation because now it's not just a serpent that we have to fight but also you know oxygen deprivation right so basically and then Debbie reaches down to the playing board and splits the little figures in half and you know spreads them to opposite sides of the board. Yep, that's 
that's the basics of it. Hmm. He traces a little serpenty squiggle in between in the sand. I don't suppose anyone knows where Desmond's Island is exactly. Would we be able to get there in time? I think they have a better chance of getting back here than we have of getting to them. Yeah, but at what point do we start to worry? Oh, I'm worried now. This throws a range in things. I do want do we, to see what's we, in these books before we go, but... Do we have a sense of how big the serpent was from the glimpse that we got? In terms of dimensions or um, amount of time <laughs> of the arch of the serpent staying above water? It seems to not stay above water for very long. Um, but it seemed to be moving across the horizon as if it was circling the island. As for size, it, there was no way to tell based on the distance and how much of it you saw. Desmond? Oh, Alex, uh, do, do you think we could, um, do, do you think you could, could fish that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Rotom. I, I, I... What if you had very large bait? And he grins at you. Uh, what what are you suggesting? Well, I'm suggesting we uh we kill it, and I could be the bait. I don't like how you said that, Roton. But um. So, Mist, you are still watching this. I'm go- I'm going to say this is still occurring within the ten minute period. There. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> getting worse. Roton's now going to bait himself. Uh, be the be oh, the not bait. Again. To- <laughs> Oh, God. Weird Why did that you put that the plan? I caught him no. doing that once. It was awful. No, stop talking. <laughs> oh, I never... No, never. Is this really the time for never that? Never again. <laughs> no, they're going to try and catch the serpent, and Rotom's going to be the bait. That's the proposal. That's what he's proposing right now. Oh, God. I need... Is there a brain bleach spell? Because I need it. If there is, Winley has it. I have no doubt. <laughs> She'll put something way worse in there to replace it. <laughs> I actually think Winley does have that spell. She probably, and I feel like it's a lot broader spectrum that I really need. Everyone, I just, I think we should just brave the water. What else are we to do? Just sit here and, um, you know, eat? I mean, I'm the first one that wants to snack, but, you know, our friends are about to possibly be eaten by a sea monster. I can dry you off, actually, Mist, you can dry yourself <laughs> off, so it's really just a a quick uncomfortable situation. I have concerns. Yes, but we all have concerns. <laughs> and, um, it's either sit here, do nothing, or be a little concerned. I have a six constitution. I'm not sure I could hold my breath for that long. I don't think any of us know if we can hold our breath for that long, but it's the chance we take for our friends. Oh, though I just realized, if I'm killed during this effort, I will come back to life long enough to heal myself, so I could just float to the surface while dead, and then <laughs> back to life. This could work. Yes. Yes. Assuming a serpent don't eat you. Oh, that's also a problem. A little bit. If only someone had a way to shape water and create an air you bubble. You could literally make a you can make a trench. There's a literal trench option for. <laughs> I was I was I was actually just looking at it, um, and I was going to ask if I could use shape water to shape the water away, like instead of like shaping a sphere of water, shape an inverted sphere of water. That that is. 
How broken is this spell? <laughs> don't, I, I mean, don't. in my head, I think it would work. I mean, All right. I'm good. It, DM says like, it works. It, we're up. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you could do it in a limited sense. I think in the, like, uh, Desmond's version, what is it, the, um, the more powerful version of it? Control water. Control water, where you could literally part the Red Sea. I mean, you could just walk back to the chest and get in. <laughs> Come back to us. Yes, and just so everyone else feels comfortable, I can also raise the dead. So if anybody, you know, yeah, okay. passes away for a few minutes, you know, it won't be long. Yep, sounds fine to me. All right. I'll, um, I'll think, I'll think I'll wait here if that's okay. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> wait here. You and the donkey stay inside. We're out of sight and out of any sort of natural hazard or roving marauders or predators or anything else that we got to worry about. Um, okie dokie, Mr. Cat? Yes, darling. Um, I've, uh, I packed a bunch of lunches, um, just in case, you know, we wouldn't find food. So she takes out, like, all of these, like, prepackaged cute little sandwiches and, like, nuts and, of course, dried fruit and such. And, uh, puts it in front of Gruber and Concord. Oh, you look... Concord, she even cut the crusts off for us. Of course I did. Okay, so you you all go sit in your corner and and enjoy your time, and we'll be back, you know, soonish. Oh, and don't forget your nightlight. And I'm leaving Roz here to keep an eye on you. And if we have to send messages, you listen to what she says, okay? Okay. Yes. Please pay attention to what Roz says. And if Tingles doesn't follow us, do not pay attention to what he says. Okay. I keep forgetting Tingles is here. Yes, just ignore the mean little flame. Meanwhile, back on the island, Desmond and Rotan are standing there, pondering what to do. Have you reached a decision? Perhaps it'll just swim away. Well, it's not very heroic. Let's wait for the big monster to just swim away. I know, but, but you know, it, 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 just the two of us... Would you rather... What do you mean, just the two of us? Uh, I, I don't... I, I mean, I, I don't pretend to know the strength of this serpent creature, and I, if it were me, I'd rather have the strength of the entire party before we confront such a thing. Oh, well, you, I think you sell yourself short, Desmond. Perhaps. And of course, I'm, I'm, I'm amazing. Perhaps. But... But in a humble way. In, in a humble way. I mean, the, other, the alternative would be to just, what, sit here on the beach and read books for the rest of the day? Would you rather do the more heroic thing and die, or do the less heroic thing and be alive? I would rather do the more heroic thing and live, than do the less heroic thing and die. Well, what's your strategy, then? Uh, well, I think we can probably kill the serpent creature if we poke it full of holes. Right. <laughs> With this sword. Then he, he draws his sword. Right. Based on what I saw, can I roll like a nature check to see if I know what it is? Yeah, you can do that. Rotan does not believe in the Kobayashi Maru scenario. Rotan would take that test for the rest of his life. <laughs> I am open to other suggestions. From what you could see, it looks like a large sea serpent. It's almost like one that you read about in storybooks. It almost doesn't even seem real, but yet here it is, swimming around you. It's not anything that you've experienced in nature or 
in your travels. It's not even anything like the kraken you faced. It's almost like a child's idea of what a sea monster would be. Um, hmm. Besides, we've faced down multiple krakens, and, and, and this is, you know, hardly compares. Right. There's something about this creature that just, just it doesn't seem... There's something about this place. It almost doesn't seem real. It's, it's almost as if it's a... The more and more I, I, I'm here, it's almost like a, like a replica of some kind. It's strange. Even this creature, it doesn't seem like a, a real creature. It seems like uh, somebody's idea of a creature. It's... Oh, like, like one of those uh, little sketches of creatures that you get around, around the edges of maps. Exactly, Rotom. It's a really good analogy. Well, if, if it's an imaginary creature, then perhaps we can just imagine it gone. Perhaps. Or, just to be safe, I could conjure a bolt of lightning and strike it from a distance. All right, well, uh, why don't you do that, and I'll try imagining it gone. Okay, uh, okay. Then, deal. Then we can try and do both. Deal. At that moment, Mist, your spell ends. Any of you ever see uh, the play, what are they, uh, was it called? It's called Orb, I think. It's, it's like a, it's, I, I think I saw the, the Midnight Theater do it once. It was like these people found this big old like shining orb and it made them, gave them the power to like make things real. Like the, the things they thought about. And so like it, like one dude was reading a book and, and it made the things in the book real. I've never heard of this. Monsters and menace. No, no, it's it's all right. It's all right. That is by the same guy who 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 wrote the one about the dragons in the park breaking loose and, and eating people is much better. But um, I'm slowly piecing okay. together right, what you're that's referencing. Right. That's, a, that's a deep. That's a deep enough cut. Like was it sphere? Right. Yeah, is sphere I, I the thing you. you're no, talking it about? Sphere. It's sphere. <laughs> I needed the hint to get there. Did you say Desmond was about to electrocute the water? There. Yeah. So now, now I'm thinking we should just. I don't want to go in the water when it's being zapped. That sounds awful. No, that that does that does indeed sound awful. I am inclined to do the exciting thing of waiting it out more. I guess sounds good to me. Let, let's figure out what happened in this Odal situation. And she sits down next to the yeah. <laughs> the sky immediately above the serpent darken momentarily. The rest of the sky doesn't seem to. And then there's a bolt of lightning that flashes down from the clouded sky, striking the water right in front of the sea serpent. And the serpent seems undeterred. It just keeps swimming as if nothing happened. You can't gauge much more than that. You're not sure if it didn't notice or was unaffected or what, but it doesn't seem to bother it. It's very strange about this place. Rotan, give me a... um, Wisdom or intelligence? Give me an intelligence check. That's a 12. Okay, uh, you attempt to disbelieve the serpent, <laughs> but it does not seem to have any effect. The serpent is still there, still swimming in its path around the island. If you're looking straight at it, the serpent is moving from right to left. And if it's a clock, the serpent is at about 10.30 at the moment. Okay. Moving counterclockwise. I think that I should just uh, use my magic 
part the waters, and we make our way back to the chest and join up with everybody and tell them what's going on and then together maybe we all do the same thing we, we move the water out of the way and then we come back here and, and I get to read the rest of the books can, can you move that much water? it's a good question I mean I don't mean to rain on your parade I, I think so it'll get you it's just out of range so at one point you will be surrounded completely by water Let's do it. I will, like Moses, stand upon the beach and... You're looking out at the ocean. Again, as if it were a clock. Tell me what number. Twelve o'clock is right ahead of you. Tell me which direction you point this trench in. Wherever the chest was. <laughs> well, therein lies the question. Is if we remember where it was? Yes. What are you waiting for, Desmond? Um, can I perhaps roll a nature check or survival to see if I... Because Matt doesn't remember. But Desmond might. That wouldn't be nature. Well, we'll say survival. I'll give you that. Rotan, are you going to help... You're going to try to help him with this? If if I know that he doesn't know where we're going, then yes. Yeah, he hasn't said anything. Yeah. Uh, I got a uh, 12. Okay, so you seem to recall that it is to the left of where you now stand. Somewhere between 11 and 9.30. But not exactly sure where precisely it is. Somewhere there, though. Rotan, I'm not sure. I don't remember where this... Do you remember where this chest is? I have a vague idea, Uh, and I could cast um, it... Well, I I think it... It's generally in that direction. Or oh, oh, we could we could follow my footprints. Oh, there you go. Broke down with a clever idea. Oh, or I could cast Locate Object. That works too. <laughs> oh, I also have that spell, actually. <laughs> God's sake. Yes, but you have concentration. Yes, so. that's true. Because yeah. I think I think I, I I have some magic that'll let me figure out where it is. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so Rotan, you're going to cast the spell? Yeah. You cast the spell. 500 feet ahead of you, just to the left, at about 10 o'clock, almost right where Desmond's lightning bolt landed. You see, 500 feet ahead of you, 100 feet down, you get the strong sense that the object you seek is right there. I'm pretty sure it's over there. All right. Okay. That will part the waters. You part the waters. The waters in front of you part, and you see as you begin walking along the trench that, Rotan, you've seen this before, but Desmond, you see that there is nothing on the bottom of the ocean. No life, no rocks, no plants, no coral, no nothing. Just the smooth ripples of the sand. After a few steps, you begin to see Rotan's footprints sunk into the sandy bottom some of which have started to get eroded by the waves and the ripple of the water, but they're still you could still make them out. You follow them along the bottom. It takes you a few minutes to get out there. At one point, you move about 100 feet away from shore, and you can no longer see land in front of you, and you see nothing but this wall of water you're keeping back ahead of you. You look about nervously, waiting, hoping that the serpent does not return. But soon enough, you find yourselves at the chest. And peering down into it, 
you see up to the, the sort of edge, the rim of the chest, if you will, the top edge, it is full of water. And peering into it, upside down, you see the roof of the ship on the other side. Rotan, why don't you hop in, tell them to come quickly, and so I can maintain the spell. All right, yes, I'll hold on a moment. And, and he'll, he'll go through the, uh, climb, climb through the chest. Okay, there's no way that item is legal. It's way overpowered. You can't just throw up sick level spells with a staff. You're only level six or whatever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that works at all. Besides, it's a cool way to win the fight, so just deal with it. Alright, why fine, whatever. You're in the midst of your hearty rules debate. You hear splashing coming from the chest behind you. And then you see Rotan's head pop out from the chest. Oh good. They weren't eaten. Not yet, we're not. Has Desmond found a way back to the old world? Why did he lose his memories after leaving the island? How long has this ship really been lost in the desert? If you think you'll actually get the answers to all those questions in the next episode, you must be a new listener to Multiclass Theater. And now, an Akvani Scully League studio update brought to you by Spud Light. The weekend is here and you're ready to celebrate with your team, so make it a real party by reaching for a Spud Light carbonated vodka. Spud Light, because we had to do something with all these potatoes. The inaugural season of the Akvani Scully League has been one of exciting twists and turns, narrow wins, and thrilling upsets, and the postseason was no exception. Losing out in the consolation ladder and coming in dead last were the Shadow Realm Dans. Good, fuck them. In ninth place were the Roth Sheilas, followed by the Shadow Realm Laz in eighth, and the Airy Birdbrains, who managed seventh despite having the worst record in the league. The Redfield Jerks finished sixth, and the King's Servant Ghosts salvaged their postseason by finishing fifth. Making it to the playoffs but ending up fourth overall were the Castle Starge Dreadguard. Taking third were the Sunport Tabashi, despite having the undisputed best record in the league, but that doesn't mean shit when Jonathan Taylor goes and gets fucking injured in week 15. God forbid that the other assholes on my bed can show up when I fucking need Making it to the championship game, but falling just short of victory were the Half-Orcs, meaning the quarter's end Silver Sisters are your first Akvani Scully League champions. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for next fall. 